Hey guys, we're back with the podcast and this time we are recording from separate studios in separate quarantines. Yeah, so Tori went and moved in with her Scott because my Scott came back from Sydney and he hasn't been feeling well and he thought he might have the coronavirus. So he went and got tested and actually the test is awful. Like they stick a Q-tip basically all the way up to your brain. Um, it's supposed to really hurt. <laughs> And then there's gonna, they were supposed to tell him in like 20 or 48 to 72 hours. And then that time passed and he called them and they lost his results, which was just crazy. So crazy. So he was taking time off work and stuff like to wait for this thing. And then basically just decided that there was no point and he, he should just come up. So he drove mm -hmm. up back to Queensland and is back at home, which is so nice. Like so nice for me. But... He doesn't know yeah. if he has coronavirus or not. And we didn't quarantine because well, I'm working from home the whole time. Yeah. And you moved out. So, well, yeah, because I'm still working and my partner Scott is still working. So it's kind of like we're more at risk to spread it if if I somehow get it. So I was like, okay, I'll just yeah. quarantine. And he doesn't now, actually have safe. any symptom. Well, no, he does. The, so he wasn't feeling well last week, but this week he's feeling mm. okay. And he just, sometimes when he breathes in really deeply, he says his chest hurts a bit, but he's been doing a lot mm -hmm. of carpentry work with like sawdust and all that stuff in the last week and was having hay fever. So it could also be a result of that. Yeah. I think it's just hard to know because obviously people are still just getting regular sick at this time, but like with coronavirus going around, it's hard to not. Well, and sometimes it, it just feels worse. like regular it, it, sick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's coronavirus. We don't really. <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> the whole thing is just like be uh, safe and enjoy. Like and you like, were saying, it's just we should all just pretend we have it essentially and like yeah, exactly, and stay yeah. in and all that kind of stuff. But so, anyways, that's what we've been doing. And you and I are not together to record this. So oh, this, yeah, hopefully the sound will be okay. Okay. So this week, aside from coronavirus stuff, we decided we want to talk about something light again to just have a bit of a distraction from all of this and something fun for you guys to hopefully Yeah, the and then <laughs> I said all weekend long, Tori, are you watching Tiger King? Watch Tiger King because <laughs> literally I think the entire world watched Tiger King on the weekend. It was just came out on Netflix. It's the number one show on Netflix in Australia. My parents watched the whole thing. Um, my, fr my other friends in Canada watched it. My friends in Australia watched it. Everybody has watched Tiger King. It showed up all over my Instagram feed. And Tori, if anyone doesn't know, is literally like the biggest binge watcher in the world. So oh, anytime, anytime I want to watch anything, <laughs> she'll have already watched it and like we'll have watched the whole entire series. And I, I don't even know how she fits this into her day or her schedule, but she somehow gets through everything in like two seconds. <laughs> and somehow it's, with Tiger King, you just didn't watch it this weekend. I, it was I actually tried to watch it on Friday and then I fell asleep. So I watched like 10 minutes of it and then I fell asleep. And, and you didn't somehow like, oh. like burrow into your brain and, and not leave no, you? You I weren't don't compelled? Think I got far enough, far enough. I don't know. 
I don't I think know it's why. one of those things where I started and I wasn't enthralled. And then I think because everyone was talking about it so much, I was like a bit averse to it. <laughs> I think that's honestly like, I don't know how you couldn't be enthralled. Like I, it's like a train wreck you can't turn away from. Know, and like even, yeah. And with Scott, I was like, okay, I started watching it before he got home, but I was like, no, I'm going to stop because I know this is going to be something we're going to want to watch together and like <laughs> actually watch. And then he came and he was, and we do not like any of the same movies usually yeah. or TV. Um, or no, I just usually don't like what he likes, but he usually does actually end up liking what I like, <laughs> even though I don't think he would admit it. Um, but yeah, he like was like so into it and he just couldn't believe that anything like that existed. And I was like, well, that's America. <laughs> that's my impression oh. of America. <laughs> or in North America too. I feel like you can have characters like that more easily. My Scott was only interested in him because he's like, oh, I've seen a lot of memes about it now. So yeah. So has <laughs> he, he, he did he is. not watch it? No, he was already asleep when I started watching it. Okay. <laughs> well, one so of the maybe things that's that this weekend's project I thought was actually really interesting because I thought of the whole thing was super perverse <laughs> in terms of how he lives his life. Um, mm. I don't know if so he is like the he's like kind of the king of his own castle that he's created, right? And he, doesn't he have like 200 tigers or something? Yeah, something like that. And But part of it is that he's like a super charismatic man and he is gay and married to, he's got one husband at the beginning, but then he gets a second husband later on. And both of them he met when they were fresh out of high school. And then by the Ooh. end of the series, he meets another guy who's also like super young. And this, and I think he's in his 50s or something like that and gets and marries that guy as well. And all of the guys were straight, which is really interesting. So I read something with that, and I was like, how does that even work then? What's so this is a bit were they actually in a relationship? dark, but yeah, they were all in a relationship. Mm. And But he was just so charismatic, right? And I think they're all mm. like boys who were lost. They said a lot of them had drug addiction and stuff. And they came yeah. in, and he supplied them with the drugs and all of that kind of stuff. And that they were like cheating I on guess- him with the women on the farm uh. or on the zoo and stuff while they were there. But that like he like – it's like when you get into a cult, basically. And yeah. and they went through the different owners of the different big cat zoos all over the States. And they all have the same kind of personality. Interesting. And um, whether they're gay or straight, right? And yeah. then it, it, like the, the other one, the guy named Doc, who has like the more fancy zoo, he had like a harem of women who had all been there for like 20 years or something, had come and were devoted to him. And it was the same kind of thing. And mm. it was really interesting though for me because – I kept drawing comparisons to when I watched that Michael Jackson uh, grew, Neverland. Yeah. yeah, that uh, the Oprah documentary and stuff and the, and, or the Oprah interview and like the actual documentary because mm-hmm. for me, I was like, this is the same thing that Michael Jackson did basically. And except that he did it with like, like eight-year-old boys or six-year-old yeah. boys or something like that. And, it, and they, who were also straight, right? And it's this idea of like, and and he would lure them in actually also with animals too, but like to come to Neverland and, and experience mm. this amazing utopia. And he was the king, right? He was the king of his castle. And he created this whole world where, you know, ev- all the magic was, was within his reach and he could give it out to them if they wanted it. And so it's like, it's a really interesting cult dynamic. And I, I never think, really yeah. thought about the Michael thing as a cult, but I think that's it was it's it's well, the same it's, it's the same interesting thing. for me to think about it i'm not having seen it but like 
because you were saying it's, it's common among the big cat owners. I'm like, oh, it's like, it is that predatory thing. And like the 10 minutes I watched of it, they were saying he kind of did like prey on the misfits and bring people into the. Yeah, it was a lot of people that were fresh out of jail. Yeah, and- so it's like people that feel like they don't belong anywhere and like they would probably really respond to someone who would just bring them into this like even if it's a crazy community yeah and everything it's a it's an isolated world where the only rules apply and if you're in favor with him then you can have everything that you want Mm. right like for a time being or whatever obviously that doesn't last forever um but yeah it was really interesting and sorted and all that kind of stuff Mm. uh but yeah, hopefully I'll watch you'll watch it. it. I'll watch it. <laughs> then we'll talk about it. Uh, too late by then. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'll know everything. With coronavirus. <laughs> um, okay, so what else do we want to talk about then? Yeah, we just wanted to talk about like pop culture and celebrities because that's actually like a weird secret part of, not a secret part of our lives, but like something that not, I guess everyone would know that we have a weird knowledge about. Like I feel like I have encyclopedic memory sometimes of like, celebrity random knowledge and people will be like how do you know that and like i will never forget (laughs) anytime someone's like who's this person in a movie and i'm always the one who's like oh it's this person and i'll like immediately know because i just know so much of that stuff but like i think some of that for us is just our childhood and the fact that like I feel like every Friday when we were younger, like we'd watch movies with our parents and then Roger's video, like the video store in Canada was like our hangout spot and like the candy store for us basically where we would go and like peruse the shelves forever. And it was like such a highlight of our lives in a way. I'm like, maybe it's because our lives are like really tame in some ways or just like we didn't have that much actual drama in our lives. So we lived through like books and movies and that was like more of what we got our excitement from. <laughs> I think also in North America, celebrity culture has mm. such a bigger currency. So yeah. like where we are there, like it's almost like those people are the people that you went to high school with and they would be the most popular people in high school. Mm. And then you you follow them in that same way and yeah, talk well, about them in that same them. way. And they mm. that's like, if you can get to that status, like you have everything even though everyone knows you don't have everything if you get to that but yeah. there is still it has this There's still some reverence to it um and i think in australia it's not really the same thing it's, no well which in is australia nice. celebrities are like us because we see them everywhere we go we're always yeah. like, oh, well and everyone's just like more like, down to earth and stuff too, they are, yeah well they have like tall poppy syndrome here right where they say almost when you get famous in australia people Actually, that's exactly. So when I was talking to Scott about it, when we were talking about Tiger King, and he was like, "How does that even happen?" And I said, "Well, I mean, look at these characters, right? Like Joe Exotic is the same as Donald Trump, is the same as Michael Jackson, is the same as you know, and there's like a whole list of different people in the states that are like that. And you can have that when you have a culture that's built around ego." Right. And yeah, builds and around who has the biggest ego and mm. you're allowed to be an egomaniac. And like if you um, like Donald Trump, right, he got to where he got to because he wasn't embarrassed to do anything yeah. or afraid to do anything and just kept going forward. And in North America, a lot of the time, if you're the loudest person, then then you get the most like that's yeah. just what it's like. And it's it's just it was really interesting and that's yeah i think just a reflection of i think that's definitely like the difference between 
Yeah, Australia and North America. But yeah, so we grew up in North America around that like celebrity culture and it was just fun. It's like it is like following like high school high school gossip and being in the know and just like you get a bit of a thrill from it. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I've been thinking about lately in gossip is Harry and Meghan. So they've been in the news so much lately and especially because I think it's coming up like tomorrow or something where they're officially not um, royals anymore. Oh, I think I just saw that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like that has a weird impact on me. I don't even like, I don't think I've been a big follower of the royal family forever, but maybe I have more so than I thought. Um, And I just, that made me like, oh, I can't believe they're actually doing that. Like that seems so crazy, but also like, I don't know. I think for me, I get the feeling that they're just living their best life, despite what any of like the tabloids are saying or everyone who's all like anti Megan. Like, I don't know if I love Mm -hmm. Megan or I would actually be her friend in real life, but I feel like for me, and I think for you too, like, I think we watched the, their wedding together and we were both like, this is so amazing that it's this like woman who's in her mid late thirties who's divorced who's like African American and she's like entering she was this, on like the prices right was it that yeah or no, which or one no or deal, deal or no deal. deal the one with the suitcases yeah and she's like entering this like crazy royal family and like that was just such a like thing that never would have happened it feels like before and I was like good for her like <laughs> it's amazing that she did that and she wasn't scared to I don't know like I feel like it changed the narrative yeah like I'd be like no I don't fit in here like I can't do it like I would just not I don't know I think it would be too much pressure for me and I wouldn't do it and maybe it has been too much pressure and that's why they're like backing out but yeah it's just been interesting to follow all those stories about them because I've I think I saw one article that was I think I sent it to you where it was basically clippings of like all these headlines about Megan versus like similar headlines about Kate but they were positive and the Megan ones were negative and it like showed how much the media was spinning it based mm-hmm. on like just who it was and I was just like thought that was very interesting but yeah I don't know like I've it's just funny because I follow them on Instagram and some of the things that they post like there's just so many awful comments below them and I'm like oh it's so interesting that people spend so much of their lives like hating someone like that yeah and getting so angry I think it's yeah, probably people know. think she's a bit of a spoiled brat. That's part of it. Yeah, because she like became a princess and then she's like just wants to go back to Hollywood. I mean, I, I think I'm really split on the whole thing. Like, mm. I don't think I like her. And I I remember I was really excited about everything that had happened. And, at first, and yeah. I didn't know who she was. So when they got together and they were getting married and all of that kind of stuff, I was like, for the same reasons that you said so excited that she was like a woman in her late 30s that she was african-american or half african-american that she was from the states and an actress and all of these kinds of things and that she had like done the un like like (laughs) you know unimaginable basically and and she's becoming a princess like it's truly like a real fairy tale uh but then it's funny because when i watched the wedding and I realized I didn't actually know know her. Like I'd never watched her in anything really or, or seen her in an interview or anything like that. And when she gave the vows in the wedding or how she looked at him. And like I usually have a really good radar for this kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. I got 
the weirdest vibes off of her. And oh yeah, you said you I was, she was so acting, right? yeah, I was so mm-hmm. excited about the wedding. So I was like totally like, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for this. This is so exciting. Like totally in their court. And then it just felt really false to me. There's something about her performance, and it was that as like I really felt like it was a performance, and it just yeah, it didn't ring true. And I thought, oh, this is there's a lot of calculation in this. But then on the flip side, like, yeah, maybe it was a performance and maybe there is a lot of calculation, but it's like maybe there's calculation in the performance because she is a public figure and she's got this um, like newfound power and this role and she needs to play a role. And I don't know if that means that there was calculation in her getting together with Harry or anything, but maybe more so like she she's from Hollywood, right? She knows how the yeah. game works. She knows how to be I, a public persona. And yeah, and she I was playing that to that. Opinion where I think like she has that background. So of course she would, like that would be her natural reaction in front of a crowd almost is to perform. Mm-hmm. And especially if you know everyone is judging you and like the whole British like public is like staring at you. But like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a hopeless romantic, but I feel like they seem like they really love each other. Like they do look like they're in love and maybe she's just that good at acting, but I don't know. I, I like to believe in their genuine love. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that they are in love too. But I also, and I'm, I'm such a hopeless romantic, but yeah. there is something that feels... But actually, I will admit that like as soon as I saw the article where it said they've moved to LA now, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> when they were just in Canada, I was like, oh, that's innocent. They're like in the wilderness in Canada. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because it's like, I wonder... Yeah, I guess I wonder what the, like, I understand on his end, and I understand on her end, too, it's like she, you know, the the British press is brutal, right? So mm. once you're really in that environment, and like, you see what that's like, you don't, and especially because he was never going to be king anyway. So what's the point, no. right? Why subject, why subject themselves to that kind of a life when they don't need to? But yeah, also, it's like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. I wonder. I think it's funny too because even talking about this right now, like I'm just realizing that we're giving like Megan so much power in this situation, and like that's what they've been doing in the press too, where they're just like, "Oh, everything's because of her." But it's like he obviously is in their relationship partnership too, and making decisions with her. But you like, I feel like you can tell though, like, yeah, because you can tell like, the power like- dynamic. In, <laughs> yeah, you can tell the power yeah. dynamic in couples like most of the time. Yeah. You can tell the personality, and he's so besotted with her, which is like oh, yeah. wonderful, and he should be. But he, yeah, definitely whipped for sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that she's like evilly plotting. Like that's just no. like I always think it's better for a guy to be more into the girl than vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better dynamic. So, yeah, it's just interesting. But I don't know. I don't want to come off as saying, like, that I think she's evil or she's doing any of this kind no. of stuff. But, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just the whole thing has been interesting. It's hard to, like, uh, think about it sometimes because you wonder how much of a role, like, the tabloid stuff and the news and everything you've read has in the back of your mind and your opinion of stuff because it just reminds you of like with the Brad Pitt and the Angelina Jolie situation where like mm-hmm. everyone just paints Angelina Jolie as this like 
harlot who like stole him from Jennifer Aniston and then's like For taking sure. his kids away from him now and blah 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 and like glosses over the fact that he was probably an alcoholic and like and that he you know, cheated like, on Jennifer Aniston yeah, and that he was like super and, like, insensitive and he just gets a hall pass and is just always like but he's by Brad Pitt <laughs> I know it's funny because you have you seen those pictures where they show him with like every woman he's been with and he always kind of is a chameleon that like takes on the style of the woman that he's with really no it's really funny there's one of like him and Gwyneth Paltrow when they both have like oh yeah I remember that what about Juliette Lewis if anyone doesn't know he dated Juliette Lewis when she was a little bit famous and he wasn't famous at all and she lost her virginity to him and that I was like his first famous both girlfriend. Had like a like a blonde, bleach blonde pixie cut. Or something. I don't know, oh, God. but yeah. So it's just like interesting because he, I, it seems like everything just like falls off of him and like get put on whoever he's with. Well, that's like pretty typical for good-looking guys. Yeah. Is like you yeah. can you can literally like get away with, with murder, murder, and a lot of things. But um, I listened to this podcast. Did you listen to it? Was it was Mark yeah, Maron's podcast, and it was him interviewing Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio for that Quentin Tarantino movie, and I thought that was so interesting because I don't think either of them, Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, has ever done a podcast before, and Brad Pitt was obsessed with Mark Maron, and so he was fanboying or fangirling or whatever yeah. Mark Maron on the show, and Mark Maron was obviously really chuffed, like. <laughs> oh, Brad Pitt, like, because I mean, anybody would be. And yeah. it was really interesting to see that dynamic. And I, like, I just feel like, as what we were saying before with like Hollywood and being high school, you can see exactly who Brad Pitt is in that high school yeah. classroom situation. I, I totally just pictured him as like Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused and like the cool stoner who's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> well, and he's definitely having a bit of an existential crisis in his, is he in his 50s now? 50s. Yeah. yeah in his 50s. And like, I think kind of wondering where he's maybe not gone wrong but how he ended up where he ended up um oh, I've, I've read some really good interviews with jennifer aniston about him before and oh um, she i think she said that he just like played a lot of video games and sat on the couch stone and that he he's like i think he's a nice guy but i think he does easily just get caught up in things or like what's cool or any of that kind of stuff and he's very that. aware that would also be that would be so infuriating, though, if you were like Jennifer Aniston or someone, and then it's like, oh, but he's such a nice guy. Like, you know, like yeah, that's kind yeah. of like the thing that he always gets away with because he's nice and he's not doing anything like purposefully or maliciously, but. No, definitely. And yeah, and then Leonardo DiCaprio was just like, he was like so, exactly what you would think he would be. <laughs> yeah, he was trying so hard to be cool and sound smart. And he you could just tell how much he really needed it and I thought that was really interesting and he's the guy who would be in acting class and be like I'm a serious actor (laughs) I love drama I I think with Leonardo DiCaprio too it's like so I don't know if you guys know but he just like hangs out with his group of guys I think they call themselves like the wolf pack and it's like him and I don't know or the P posse P stand yeah yeah pussy posse um yeah and they so he's kind of like the leader of that like gang of guys and he would like and they've all been friends since they were 19 or something so So, like they've been doing the same thing he's used to being that he's used to having like all these models around him but then i think being around someone like brad pitt who's actually just kind of like 
effortlessly cool would like really probably make him super insecure and make him be like, oh no, <laughs> and like I'll bring out all of his things. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's pretty delusional though. And yeah. actually, <laughs> speaking so in connection with the Tiger King and with all of this kind of stuff. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio also created his own little kingdom, right? And so he's part of like mm. the wolf pack or the pea posse. And um, he, yeah, and they've been together for over 10 years. And Entourage was like kind of loosely based, based off of them, as well as Mark Wahlberg. Well, Mark Wahlberg yeah. was a creator of that, of his old life. And um, with Leonardo DiCaprio too, he, if anyone doesn't know this, has only ever dated girls under the age of 25. And he, yeah. He's almost fifty. He's now soon. forty. I think he's like mid forties maximum. Probably. Yeah, something like. Yeah. And um, so he's only ever dated girls under twenty five, and he dumps them before they turn twenty five, mm-hmm. which is insane, and it's never going to change. Um. Yeah. And then, anyways, coming back to Brad Pitt, do you remember there was like a not ceremony? What's it called? An award show or something with where he was like finally running into Jennifer Aniston for the first time oh, in, yeah. since like yeah. they split up it was and one stuff. Of the recent ones, yeah. Yeah. And even those pictures too, I was like, oh, he's such that guy in high school. <laughs> it's like he is just doing everything to come off in a good way and like the and he like did that thing where he like touched the side of her waist and stuff and yeah. And, like, I don't think he'd ever admit he was doing that or even maybe to himself. Like, I think he would just think he's doing everything naturally, but it would drive me a bit crazy, I think. <laughs> um, okay, I have an unrelated question for you. Okay. Do you have a celebrity crush, guy or girl? Well, like, is there any celebrity that you're just obsessed with? Well, I don't know if they're a celebrity because I don't know if I, they are, but I don't know how many people would actually know who they are. <laughs> I would say Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. Oh, yeah. So that's like my favorite couple and like people. And Laird Hamilton is is like the most famous professional big wave surfer. And Gabby Reese is a former like really popular volleyball player in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And she was also a model. And they live in Hawaii. They split their time between Hawaii and Miami or sorry, Hawaii and L.A., Mm. And just like live this epic life. That's kind of exactly the kind of life I want to live in the way that they've set themselves up. And they both have pod or no, she has a podcast and he's been on a bunch of podcasts and I've listened to yeah. every single thing that they've ever said. That's all we did when we were driving up here, <laughs> moving up here. We were just listening to podcasts of both of them. And yeah, you definitely got me hooked on them too. And what about you? Um, I really love Rihanna. I feel like I oh yeah you always her. love her I do well I think she's the same age as me and she just like I feel like she doesn't give a fuck in the best way but also does like I feel like she's just exactly who she is is really strong in herself and she's just such a badass and is like started all these businesses and it's just I feel like she really does things her own way and like owns it and I feel like she sets why the she's standards so for what yeah what is cool. going to be what's going to be yeah. anything <laughs> she sets it and then exactly. that's what it is and, and even with her listen. beauty line like fenty she was like the first one to come out with like hundreds of shades of different colors or whatever and like she basically set that standard in the beauty world now where other brands have to match that and like be more inclusive which i think is amazing like she's just i don't know yeah she's a very badass bitch and i love her <laughs> <laughs> Um, I aspire to be like that. <laughs> I feel like you've got some Rihanna-ness in you for sure. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. I've got a 
grow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about was, because this is a little bit closer to home, it's only like 40 minutes away from we are, where we are, is Byron Bay and Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Mm. So they they were living or like Chris Hemsworth and Elsa Pataki live in Byron Bay, which is this hippie town 40 minutes from here. Uh, and Liam is obviously Chris's brother. And then Miley Cyrus was engaged to Liam or did they get, they got I mean, married. They got married. Yeah, yeah. They got married and then they were living there for off and on for a while, but she was there all the time basically. Um, and that changed the whole town too. I think it raised like a lot of their influence, oh, raised the prices and, made it more like upscale and all that kind of stuff but yeah so they finally broke up this year after like 10 years kind of off and on together and then getting married they met when they were like 18 or something filming that movie together yeah what was it called do you remember it's like i think it was a nicholas yeah and it was a nicholas sparks movie like which is like the notebook and stuff so they broke up but so miley's always been a really like divisive as you say is that's a divisive yeah. character to people yeah. because she's so kind of she can be really gone through a lot of and, phases too yeah yeah and all of that kind of stuff but um i felt like she got the bad like brunt end of end the of stick the again stick. Yeah. in this which is really funny because it's the same as megan but um then she made some accusations or she made some like thinly veiled com- comments that he had cheated on her and that Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So that I think was like an mm. undertext, but she definitely said a bunch of things that was basically like, he's not what he seems like. Yeah. Well, actually, even that song that she wrote at their breakup was kind of like hinting at that, I think, too. I forget what the lyrics were, but it was kind of like something to do with he was kind of just partying or, and she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I thought that was really interesting, too, because he just he came off so like they just have like a glow around them the Hemsworth brothers yeah, like, like good remember. wholesome like country boy like you would yeah you would just think that they were well or like, remember you saw them on your birthday I did we went to Byron for my 30th birthday and I went for on the last morning I was like I'm gonna go for a swim and it was like 6 a.m I'm walking down that like main parking lot in Byron and I was like who are those really tall attractive men walking towards me and then I was like oh it's the Hemsworth brothers and then I continued to just sit on the sidewalk and stare at them for 10 minutes as they were like watching the surf and you called me and we're like oh my god no you did have your phone with you (laughs) did i i don't know because you called me and were telling me (laughs) and you were like oh my god how's worth watch i'm just sitting here pretending to like do pretending to what like stretch or something yeah i don't even know if i was pretending i think i just stood there like gaping (laughs) at them but yeah i I was sad when i heard that they broke up because like I think I was like I had hope when they got back together because it was like they had that young love and then they like went through their like growing phases and growing pains but then they had got back together and seemed really strong yeah and they the video that was released I think after when they had split up in between before they got back together with Miley and she'd gotten really high or something and the whole time she was saying like I miss Liam or like mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want, and I remember seeing something about that and thinking, oh, that's so yeah. sad. Like it's that person I that think, that love of your life, you know, yeah, that I think really they just had such a young and intense love, and like it's hard to let go of that, even if maybe they knew they weren't right for each other. Like you kind of, I think sometimes need to see it out, and I guess that's what they were doing. But well, and I thought it was also really interesting with Miley because she was introduced to Australian culture, right, and then coming and spending long 
like blocks of time in Byron too of all places would really affect you like that is a beautiful way to live life and I thought it'd be really interesting to break up with him and then you couldn't really go back there it's such a small town like you can't also be there and and like their whole family's there and then it was really interesting because now she's dating I actually don't know who this guy is but he is Australian it's Cody Simpson and now they're dating and she started dating him almost right away but he's also Australian so I thought that was really funny because that's definitely like still clinging to something that's familiar Mm. and feels good and because there is something so special, I think, yeah. about Australian guys too. That definitely you don't, you wouldn't find in an American guy. It would be really, really different. It's just like a real down-to-earth masculinity. So yeah, I thought it's, that was um, cool. yeah, it's weird though, like to see like the, the fact that we even know so much about their breakup, and I like think she was posting a lot of stuff online after, and it's like it is funny to think about how much we see of celebrities now with like Instagram and all this stuff, because like before it was just. They're like they're just like us in the magazines, and now you like actually know some of those things. And well, it made those um, gossip tabloids and stuff pretty much obsolete because now celebrities are just sharing it themselves. And the thing with celebrities too is they want the attention, so (laughs) it's like now they have their own stream to do that all the time, right? And live video and everything, like it's the perfect platform for them. And that's a lot of the time why they even wanted to become famous in the first place. So now they can do that on their own. So it'd be nice to talk about some of our recommendations for movies and podcasts and all that kind of stuff that we can consume while we all have the time. Um, I was trying to think of some shows earlier and I feel like a lot of mine are like old school ones, but they're also very binge worthy. Um, So my first one is Buffy. The Vampire Slayer, which is like my favorite show ever. And Alex and I like obsessively watch it every week when we were younger. Um, it's how many seasons does it have? Like seven? Seven. It's a good one. Yeah. And even though it's like set in high school, I feel like one of the things I loved about it was like it was really realistic for a show that is about a vampire slayer and like monsters and stuff. Like they still made the actual scenarios like very relatable and yeah, I don't know. I just loved it. It's, it's great acting. It's like teen drama. It's funny. It's scary. It's like a good combination of so many things. And do you think it still holds up now? I think it does. I was watching a couple of the season, first episode seasons the other day, and I was like, it still does hold up. Like, maybe I just have nostalgia for it because it was like such a big part of my life growing up. But honestly, I think it, yeah, I think it holds up. I would highly and recommend Is it on Netflix? I don't know if it's on Netflix. I think it's on like Stan in Australia. I'm not sure about Canada, but you could probably find it online somewhere. And would you start with the first season? Because that's, I maybe start a a bit different. Yeah, it's a different tone in the first season. I it's very episodic. Second or third, but like maybe the third season actually. Yeah, really. Like the first season, they have like demon of the week type thing, and then it gets Mm -hmm. more into like bigger story arches. And then second season doesn't something huge happened actually no second season is good i think second season is good start on the second season if you want to skip the first one (laughs) um yeah okay and what else what are your other top recommendations um so i also had veronica mars oh my god yeah so yeah that's a really like if anybody watches the good place now and you like Kristen bell like go back and watch veronica mars because 
anyone I think it got really popular after it was out as well and it's one of those ones where people just get obsessed like it's a murder mystery um also set in high school and it's so compelling yeah she's great in it she's just like and sexy too I feel like it's a little bit of everything I I feel like I could watch it all in one sitting And then another one is Gilmore Girls, which we've talked about before on the podcast. But that one for me is like such a comfort one. I feel like it's just... I feel like you are Rory, but like not in all the bad ways where she gets really annoying. But like your existence growing up was Rory. Yeah, I think it was in a way. Maybe that's why it comforts me too. But yeah, it's just like, it's that nice like small town, like family relationship and it's like a warm story. blanket it is so dumb. i always say just take out the r and place it with the t and it's the same thing um oh you know what show i just remembered dead like me do you remember that yeah i have weird feelings about that show do but you? yeah tell me it what was you think. weird but i also like it so it's about this girl who dies essentially i think she gets like hit by a toilet from a spaceship or a plane or something she dies and becomes a grim reaper and then there's like this world of grim reapers but it's kind of like a dark comedy um and i don't know i feel like it just like left an impression on me and it was like quirky but i think i hated the the ending i think that's I forget I don't know what if the I ending was, but I remember ends. I really, or they had like a movie reunion or something. And oh, there's something the that I was hated bad. about it. And no, that's what it was good. I think but I, I couldn't remember, remember what it was, but yeah, it left a really bad taste in my mouth and it made me feel weird about the show after, <laughs> which was strange. Well, I, I don't know. It was just like a very random concept, but very quirky and interesting. And I enjoyed it. And I also had a crush on the British guy in it. <laughs> that might've been part of it. Ooh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. He's great. Yeah. And then for more recent shows, I'd say Killing Eve is really good. It's oh with, my um, God. Yeah. Sandra that's oh. like, was like crack yeah. when I first started watching uh, it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It was like almost like watching a like movie in a, in the good type of way. And it's just, it's very, um, it's really and two really done. strong like female saying, characters. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's intense, but like, really you just get so into it i don't sandra always like a detective and then there's this assassin um this female assassin who's very interesting and yeah they've got a really intense bond that's like mm, kind of sadistic (laughs) yeah kind of sexually sadistic i would say and yeah it's really 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 and the soundtrack is amazing it's beautifully done they evoke like a really great theme uh, and it's also by Phoebe Wallace Bridge. Oh, Waller, 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 Bridge yes. Waller Bridge, who does Fleabag, which I loved. I've watched that like more did than she once. Some movies as well. I don't know. She's done all these amazing things. She's just like a superwoman. Um, but yeah, she wrote this entire thing and directed it, I think, and all of that stuff. So it's definitely worth a watch. Like, worth more than one watch. And the third season's coming out now. Um, and my last one is Insecure. I don't know if you've actually watched Insecure, have you? What is it again? It's the one with Issa Rae. Oh, yeah, um, I did. I watched a, fir- a few episodes of the it? first one, but yeah. it was like with a subscription I had that got canceled and then I didn't finish oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's just about a woman in her like 30s growing up in LA with her friends, but like it's just very, I feel like it's very realistic to today's times and it's just like, funny but also like a bit sad sometimes but it's just kind of like one of those depictions of life that feels really accurate and just like like it gets me <laughs> I feel like it relates to me and I yeah wait and how many nice seasons are there thing. 
they're like worth their fifth season oh okay so, wow yeah okay what about you um for things to watch well yeah tiger king definitely although it made me feel weird after um <laughs> the circle the american the circle i mm. watched like probably a month or two ago and got and was really surprised by how into it i got and it's really feel good like it's a, a really good show of the best of of north america and the culture so it, it really gives you a lot more faith in in the people and all of that kind of stuff so that's really fun and there's a brazilian version that my friend's watching now and she says it's amazing so i think i'm gonna watch that <laughs> too but it has to be subtitled um and then the thing that i always just put on like if i'm cooking or whatever and i don't really need to pay attention but i want to create like a nice vibe is grace and frankie which has been on for uh. like maybe five or six seasons now and it's yeah, my mom's yeah. or our mom's favorite show ever <laughs> so when that comes out that's what she binge watches and she finishes it like in the day and it's with Jane Fonda and oh I forget the other woman's name but she's quite famous too and they're just like this kind of odd couple duo um, of women who found out that their husbands who were lawyers together were actually gay and they found this out when they were in their 70s I think and then they all get divorced and the two women because of financial reasons have to move in together even though one is like Beach super house. yeah one is super hippy dippy and the other one is more straight laced and proper mm -hmm. and it's just they're really awesome they're wonderful actresses and it's just light and it's fun and you just don't have to take it seriously and you don't have to pay attention to it all the time <laughs> I also it's, really yeah. liked um, the Kaminsky method and that's with Michael Douglas oh, so that's also that like one. an older person show as well so it was Michael Douglas and the guy from I think he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm but I can't remember and it's just it's got a it was really good too it was just really nice I love that there's these shows with like older people but they're also just relatable to everyone like I think some people might see it and be like oh no but like give it a try because i feel like they're they have so much heart and yeah definitely like, yeah um and great acting too like really great acting mm. um the other thing i wanted to recommend and it's not like a specific thing per se but it's a person and that's aubrey plaza on netflix oh. because i have watched so many of her movies and i literally like all of them they're always a bit quirky and weird and usually pretty raunchy too so if yeah, you're sensitive to that kind dark. of stuff don't watch it <laughs> but yeah always but i like i always finish her movies like I, I watch them for the whole thing and they're the kind of movies where if i'm on my computer i like stop doing whatever else i'm doing on my computer and just want to watch the movie so wow that's big for you especially yeah <laughs> i literally don't watch anything like fully <laughs> so some of the movies are one the most recent one i think is called ingrid goes west and that's with like the olsen twin sister i forget what her name is elizabeth oh, elizabeth yeah yeah and so that's really interesting and she and aubrey plaza is like a, this kind of this girl who's gotten out of a psych ward and she follows elizabeth olsen on instagram and becomes obsessed with her life and so she moves to la because she gets she gets kind of a windfall sum of cash and then tries to replicate her life and become and get onto her instagram feed basically and yeah it's just really interesting and it's a good commentary on what our lives are like too and and how our society runs right now um, and then the other two movies that I could think of quickly when I looked at Netflix was The To-Do List, which is her in high oh, school. that one was really good. Yeah, it was like really raunchy. I enjoyed it was that one so much. Very like American Pie yeah. and stuff. And 
and who else? What's the guy? Oh, I just forgot from Saturday Night Live, and he he wrote and directed Barry, and he stars oh, in it. Yeah, and he's dating Rachel Bilson. Bill, yeah, Hader? No. Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. Bill Hader. If you can, if you want to look for good podcasts, listen to anything that he's been interviewed in because he's really funny and he's actually really sexy too. So and yeah, so and it's funny because Rachel Bilson is in the to do list as well. So Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson, I think that's where they met. And oh, I didn't make that connection. And they, mm-hmm. yeah, and then now they're dating in real life, like however many years later after they filmed that, which I think is pretty cool. So that's a really fun, like easy movie. And then, uh, oh, and then there's Dirty Grandpa, which I never even really thought I would watch. But then it was something that I watched with Scott, and it's with Robert De Niro and Zac Efron, and Aubrey Plaza's got a smaller <laughs> role in it. And it is so dirty. <laughs> like, it's like, I can't believe Robert De Niro actually did that. Like, I was really surprised. <laughs> but it's actually pretty funny. There's like some stuff in it that, like, I. Yeah, it, it, like some of it's not funny, but it's more funny than not funny. So it's totally I worth it too. I watched that too a couple of years ago and I don't remember it that well anymore, but I remember thinking it was really funny, but also being surprised at myself for like enjoying it. Cause yeah, it it's like, like in really poor taste, sometimes. but it's just good. So yeah, just watch it. Just have fun. And yeah, I've been like going on kind of binge watching of like things. So I, I saw like a bunch of Jim Carrey movies recently, which I got really into. Yeah. That was like a lot of nostalgia. And then, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. And then the other thing that I want to recommend, if no one has watched this yet, you've got to watch Friday Night Lights. So that, that was on my I missed it. <laughs> yeah. So that came out, oh, I don't even know how many years ago now, but oh, it's wow. like, yeah. is it three seasons? Five or, or six. Is it five? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they almost got canceled over. and then they changed. Yeah. But it was still good. Um, but yeah, that show is like really, it's just quality and it just sucks you in and it's it's beautiful. It's it like reading a so really good part. Um, and the characters are great and beautiful as well. It's like really good eye candy too. Um, mm. And you just get involved with like each and every one. And I watched that with Scott when I, when we couldn't decide on a movie. And so I put on the first episode and we were tired and he was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this because he's not even into foot, like American football. Not that I am either. And he literally stayed awake for the entire episode. Like, and definitely like it just draws you in. And he, I think he was surprised too, like with how much he he like got involved in it mm. and then he wanted to watch another episode so that's just the kind of show that it is mm-hmm. i feel like it's a, everyone can get something out of it oh you know what i just thought about um anton yelchin so he's an actor who died in like a freak accident but you told me to watch the movie like about his life and it was like so was it love that and beautiful love. Yeah, I love Antosha. But I but I think before he even died, like I just thought he was such a great actor and I went and started watching all the movies that he was in. I did the same thing. Yeah. And he because he also is one of those people who chose really interesting things and like was always very quality in the stuff that he did. So yeah, I would definitely recommend I remember I loved it was called Odd Thomas, that movie Mm. that he was in, and it was based on a Dean Coots novel and it was about a could he see ghosts? I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was something like, yeah. It was about this boy who could see ghosts or like guy who could see ghosts and he lived in a small town. And it was just like, it had, yeah, it had a really great, um, great. It was just like a gem. I remember being like, how yeah. is this? How did I not hear about this movie? And I'm <laughs> just watching this on Netflix. And I don't know if it came out in theaters, but it was, yeah, it was really, 
It was really good. And then Love Antosha was oh God, so, so Anton Yelchin. If anyone does, he's in Star Trek and he was in um yeah, he's the Russian guy in Star Trek. What was the movie where he was in high school? I feel like that was pretty like Charlie something something. He was in um, Alpha Dog too. Yeah. The guy that they kidnapped. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. He started acting when he was like really young. And even in the movie, they have so many um, actors who give like testimonials about him essentially and talk about working with him and how like unique of a person he was and how much light he had in his life. And he actually had... Uh, cystic fibrosis but like had never missed a day of acting on set or like anything and was like so dedicated to the craft um yeah and he just was so beloved by people and he was one of those people who lived his life times a hundred basically and and really demanded a lot of his craft and one of the people in the movie was jennifer lawrence right who had worked with him on i don't know if it was one of her first movies but she said that what was it? She said a line and he said, you always say the line the same way. And she was like, oh, well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? And I think he was like, why don't you try? Yeah, why don't you try saying it something different? Or he said something like that. And that she said she literally never had thought of doing it it like that. And he was the kind of person that made her you know, made you think a different way and it changed, like it changed her life, right? It changed the way she thought about acting. Um, And also Kristen Stewart from Twilight. She was in love with Anton Yelchin, like, and because they had been on something when she was really young. And she said that she just never felt, actually a lot of the girls said they never felt like they were cool enough for him. Cool enough, yeah. He just had so many interests and he- I think he had so much life in him and he was constantly learning new things and like, yeah, just- like living tenfold he was living as tenfold as he could yeah um but yeah that was just such a sad and beautiful story and his parents were just wonderful so if you want a really good cry (laughs) that's the movie to watch for that might be good during this time i feel like everyone's really emotional and needs some release so yeah and also some inspiration too he definitely inspires you a beautiful soul did you find the movie you were looking for no (laughs) oh yeah it was charlie bartlett uh, you don't okay. remember that no, I don't know why I remember I Charlie Bartlett so much hmm. I don't even think <laughs> I actually watched Charlie Bartlett but I just remember <laughs> just that he was in Charlie Bartlett yeah. he was in so, so much stuff actually he was on a lot of Law and Order as well now that I'm looking through his IMDb Anton Yeltsin oh yeah he had like a huge huge career um, okay I feel like that was quite a few recommendations <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'll give you guys. I have so many great podcast recommendations, and they come in like it's not just like celebrity interviews and stuff like that. I've got really great, like, holistic, um, like mindful type of Mm -hmm. meditation inspirational podcast, and then uh, just like fun, whatever, girly, like having a good time just walking, Mm. like, go and when you go on your exercise walks, like, listening to those kinds of podcasts just to get your mind off of things. So I'm going to put together a list of all the podcasts, at least, that I listen to, like, things that you can link out to and, and, like, just put on your phone on the article that I'll put, like, that I'll associate with this, with our podcast right now. So if you guys want to go and just, like, find some inspiration, this all verified good by me. And oh, I'll put up that Mark Marin Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Brad Pitt one too, because that was really interesting. And now it's time for the woo woo part of the podcast. 
Now we can get into some more of our feelings. Um, so I hope this gave you guys a bit of a nice little distraction during this time. I know I definitely need it. Like even today I messaged Alex in the morning and was like, oh, I'm feeling really anxious because I think they made some more like announcements in Australia last night about like further restrictions. And I feel like in my work, we've been talking about like what's going to happen. And I know a lot of people are just really uncertain about like their job situations and if any income's coming in. And like, I feel like it all just hit me all of a sudden yesterday. Like everything seemed more serious and more intense. And I had that anxiety where I was like, oh, like what is the future? Like, and just felt so much more uncertain. And like, I feel like up until now, I've felt more of like in a bit of a limbo, just waiting. And then like, it all kind of just like rushed to me. And I was like, oh, like, oh, I am like actually scared. And then, Yeah. yeah, I just, I felt that. And I feel so a bit intense. better, like even just having the day to like mm-hmm. kind of think about stuff more. But it was that like, you know, that fear reaction where all of a sudden you're like fight, fight or flight. Yeah, yeah definitely. That I was like, ah. I feel like um, I had that. So yeah. I had that like, was it just last week or was that two weeks yeah, ago? You, there was a like, point where you were really anxious. It was like and at was the like, beginning. Why are you so anxious? Yeah. I think it was when Scott was in Sydney and they were starting to announce like – maybe it was stage one I don't know if or we are in mm. stage two or and it just like and the news was overbearing like just crazy like and I felt so yeah so much anxiety welling within me and I definitely talked about it on the mm-hmm. podcast I just can't remember how long ago that yeah. was um but it's funny because like I this weekend just felt fine <laughs> like that's why it's so, <laughs> so subjective yeah. right it's so subjective well, I think it depends on like your exposure to the media at certain times and also like what your friends are telling you and what you're like, there's so many different yeah, factors. That and can like what energy is rubbing off on you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I noticed was on Sunday, I was checking like the newspaper or like the news or whatever. And I always go to like news.com.au cause I used to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time in like a few weeks where they didn't really have a real headline. Like their main article that was featured the entire day was about how uh, Australians were complaining about their four to five star accommodation in quarantine when they were coming back <laughs> from other countries. And I was just like, oh, and it was a bit weird because I mean, I don't want coronavirus to be a big thing and to keep getting bigger, but I was, I was almost used to used to or like addicted to that adrenaline rush of fear of like a new sensational article coming out a new crazy headline and then when I saw that and that was the one all day I was like oh okay like this must be over like it's not over but if that's like what their the main headline their main thing is and then they had something that night because Scott Morrison put out a thing about Mm. um stage three but yeah, it was just interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be really, it is going to be a real like interesting calm down or come down, I guess, when this does start to to lessen and lessen. Yeah. And then we don't have this like sensational use, news every day that we're so used to, right? And like you get weird dopamine hits off of it, even if it's awful. Well, yeah, they release like an app now and a WhatsApp thread and like even more ways to get constant updates. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, So I hope that you're feeling a little bit better. Um, I am. (laughs) Cause yeah, it like took me a little while, and then and then it was okay. I think it'll be up and down. Like I'm sure I'll have 
like other things that will make me feel anxious again. But I think that's just that's just normal. Like it's well, gonna the, happen. The good thing is, and this is like the same as when we moved to the Gold Coast mm, from Sydney, yeah. was like we had waves of anxiety, but we had them at different times. And that mm. was like so helpful. Cause you remember it's, it's like I would be yeah. up and then you would like pull me down in a good way. And cause I'd be like, yeah. ah, or like, I guess I'd be down and you'd pull me up, but yeah. whatever it is, <laughs> it was like bringing each other back to baseline. Yeah. And yeah, that's why it's just good to talk to people. I've never talked to so many people consecutively oh my God, in my life. I mean like 10 people a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it's just, it's been interesting. Um, okay, so I'm not going to pull a card today because they are far away and I'm like confined by cords. Yeah, but I am going to read the note from the universe. So if people don't know what the no- a note from the universe is, it's like a really great service you can sign up for. Um, I think you can just Google it and yeah. you enter your email and then every day you're going to get a different note from the universe. And they're really beautiful. They always come at the end of the day. And they just kind of like give me a nice sense of peace before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the one for today. The trick is remembering that at all times, far more is happening on your behalf than your physical senses will ever reveal. Like right now, because of how much you're loved, the universe. Okay. And then it goes on to say, pity, huh? I mean, you can't even see the colors you emit when you laugh, your wings ruffle when you blush, or your friends in the unseen walking in your footsteps, sleeping cuddled by your side, and making those wacky finger horns whenever your head is in photos. I think um, it reminds me a lot. Like, I've, I can't stop thinking about our, our grandmother, like our mom's mother, who mm. is, has passed away um, years ago. But she is on my mind a lot throughout this whole time. And at some points it's like I've forgotten that she's not here anymore and I am yeah I think because she was like such a source of comfort as well but yeah she was like the ultimate source of comfort she comes up a lot in my mind where I'm like oh I want to see Baca or like I can like feel her with me all of a sudden and I just yeah it's really it's been really nice and so this kind of spoke to me in that idea that we don't always know like which spirits are with us and taking care of us and watching over us and giving us comfort that's beautiful Oh, okay. sorry, I just read the news quickly. One little thing. (laughs) Prince Charles is out of self-isolation, which is awesome. Already? He's reportedly in good health. Two weeks? Um, Maybe they just didn't tell us right away. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So do you want to sing the mantra or do you have anything else you want to say before? Okay, let's do the mantra. Om Asatoma Sat. Gamaya Tamasoma Joyti Gamaya Rechorma Amritam Gamaya Om Asatoma Sat Gamaya Tamasoma Joyti Gamaya Rechorma Amitam Gamaya Om Asatoma Sat Gamaya Tamasoma Joyti Gamaya Rechorma 
Amitangamaya. That was beautiful. Um, okay, good night, guys. Namaste. Good night. Sleep tight. Mwah.